This week, we are canceling the apocalypse and any future episodes of House of Cards with Pacific Rim. This is Body Counts in Beer. Hello and welcome to yet another exciting installment of Body Counts in Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am John the Drift Rooney. Ooh, and this week... He's ooh, not Tokyo yeah. Drifting either. No, I'm Jaeger Drifting, baby. That's Whoa. right, because this week we are discussing the Guillermo del Toro giant monsters versus giant robots action spectacular... Pacific Rim! Drift noise! Drift noise! Yeah. Yeah. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Alright, guys, well, that was a great podcast. Yeah, Uh, that's pretty much the whole movie right there. Alright, fantastic. Uh, That's right. Bullet points? What was that? Is it bullet points? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Uh, Pacific Rim uh, by the amazing Guillermo del Toro, who you might know as the director of Blade 2, Electric Boogaloo, and of course starring Charlie Hunnam, the star of Sons of Anarchy, uh, and I'm sure some other stuff. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Sons of Anarchy really didn't have any stars in it. Isn't he also King Arthur? He is King Arthur in the new Guy yeah. Ritchie, Guy Ritchie King Arthur guys, movie. Guys, guys, I hate to be, I hate to bring this. Uh, King Arthur's not real. Uh, well, uh, make sure that that's for the record. Uh, what? We're gonna be pulling off a lot of band aids this podcast. Uh, Whoa, okay. But there's been yeah. like a bunch of movies about him. No, yeah. I get that. I get that. That is the one character that you're allowed to make uh, fake movies about. Uh, oh, interesting. That's, that was written in a movie law in the 1920s during the Hayes Code. Right, right. Uh, okay. You couldn't show you couldn't show mobsters. You couldn't show underwear, and you had to only make movies about real things. Uh, oh, except for King Arthur. Except for King Arthur, he was oh, grandfathered in. No, I like right. Because okay. I think Errol Flynn was making a King Arthur movie at the time, and it was too late to like change all the names. And he was so. in like Flynn. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. In that documentary, Tron. <laughs> Again, based on true events. Of course. Of course, of right. Course. Yeah. Thanks, I mean, Mr. Hayes. Nobody nobody here hasn't been sucked into an arcade game, right? Like, we've all been sucked into an arcade game oh, or yeah. a computer mainframe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, Definitely I played like Res Infinite. I know all about that shit. I literally am Time Cop. Oh no! Don't let him t- touch himself. <laughs> yeah, because it's the same. It's a hard life for Patrick Bromley. <laughs> if the same matter occupies the same space, it will explode. <laughs> That's how Ron Silver got his. Oh. Let's talk about fucking Pacific Rim, y'all. All right, wow. Pacific Rim begins like all movies do. With the definition of kaiju <laughs> and the definition of Jaeger. It's a real Pulp Fiction move. That's right. We find out that kaiju uh, stands for giant monster and Jaeger stands for hunter. Uh, uh, no, Jaeger stands for excellence in performance and productivity. Does it? Yeah, that's what we said at our uh, all-hands meeting in our company last month. Jaeger International? 
Yep, this joke ruled. <laughs> Let's keep going. All right. So, I asked too many uh, questions. I ruined it, didn't I? I ruined it. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, there wasn't much there to ruin. <laughs> you peed on the vacant bones of my stupid dead joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which, like, I'm not going to thank you for it, but I'm also not going to get mad about it. Valid point. In any case, I'm sorry I soiled your joke. <laughs> So, uh, the movie kind of picks up with a little bit of narration from our hero, uh, Raleigh Beckett. Uh, no, actually, these are clearly studio notes that were shoved in at the last minute. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, it, is a, it is basically a, a, a monologue basically describing the world as it is right now. Uh, you know, I looked at the stars and I thought aliens would come from space, but instead they came from the ocean, and so the kaiju. Oh, uh, shit, is that why it's called Pacific Rim? Because that's an ocean part. That's right, John. Good job, <laughs> oh, you guys. This I am, guy knows his ocean part. I am so good at watching movies, you guys. <laughs> All right, now you know the Pacific Rim. Name two other ocean parts. Uh, Mariano's grocery store. Got it. Yep. The uh, deepest grocery store on earth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, know I, know that one. I know. I know. I know that one. The uh, ice wine collection is great there. Exactly, but you know, you, you gotta get it before it melts from the vents and the, there's yeah. there's like yeah, there's lava totally vents, vents later on in this movie yeah. I was trying to like lay the groundwork for it here but yeah. uh, there's lava at the bottom of the sea that doesn't make any sense the sea is made of water you dumb dumb yeah but you get lava in it uh, it and Antarctica. Those are my two favorite ocean parts if I had to pick them oh, well done John great job you get a B plus nice excellent yeah, right uh, so, yeah, we kind of see that the kaiju, these giant monsters that are extra, uh, other dimensional, have now in, uh, encroached upon our world. Uh, the first attack, San Francisco, uh, rampages across, like, three cities, takes days for the, the, the world to finally tear it down with fighter jets and bombs and missiles. Uh, and then six months later, another one hits, uh, and then they keep attacking. And so at some point, all the governments of the world got together and put aside animosities and grudges, and uh, they decided to build giant punching robots. Yeah, yeah. You, you may have noticed that this movie was filmed in the unbridled optimism of the Obama administration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this movie plays way differently in 2017. Uh, especially when right at the beginning of the movie after uh, uh, the main opening action sequence, their funding is cut immediately yeah. <laughs> in favor of a wall. Yeah, yeah. it's rough. <laughs> uh, so the movie kind of picks up with Raleigh Beckett and his brother, Yancey, uh, mm. who are uh, just two tough guys from the streets brawling and whatnot. Yeah, this movie doesn't so much have characters as it has a character select screen. Yeah, it's true. It's Absolutely true. true. Uh, Raleigh and his brother are... They're the Americans. Yeah, they are the, the Americans. Americans. And they are <laughs> they are pressed into service to fight another uh, uh, encroaching kaiju. So they get into their Jaeger, the uh, uh, Gypsy Danger. Gypsy Danger! Yeah, the sweetest yeah. 80s hair metal band name that never was. That never was. Uh, yeah. With their hit song, Sex Fox, with four X's. <laughs> yeah. uh, sweet riffs. Uh, so they uh, go and they just clobber. It's it's great. The movie begins with a giant robot fighting a giant monster it does. right off the bat. Right? It's so cool. It is really good. Yeah, just like punching and kicking and well, and that's the thing is these lasering. robots are 
almost 100% melee fighters. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of projectile weapon. There's not a lot of, like, missiles or, like, Gatling guns or anything. There's a lot of, like, knives and suplexes. Right. And the occasional, like, laser cannon, which I think they say is a plasma cannon. Yes. Yeah. And it's more to, like, vent heat from the center of the Jaeger than it is as, like, an offensive Yeah, weapon. and he's got Well, the, no, the there's, like, there's like the incinerator, like, center part. Yeah. But then the hand turns into that oh, plasma that's yeah, right. the plasma cannon yeah. is on the hand. Yeah, so, like... Thing. They plasma cannon this particular kaiju, but the kaiju doesn't die. Uh, they're trying to stop a boat from getting smashed by it. They're not paying attention. The kaiju rises out of the water and jams its nose through its shoulder socket and rips its arm off. Yeah. Then it reaches into the head of the of the Jaeger and steals Raleigh's brother Yancey and just, I assume, throws him away. Yeah, yeah. throws him into the ocean. Tosses him. Uh, now it's important to note that there's always two Jaeger pilots because the the like AI system of piloting a Jaeger is too much for a single human mind. So you always have to double up where one person controls the left hemisphere and the other person controls the right hemisphere in what is called the, the drift. drift. Which is an interesting conceit seeing as how the robots are just big humans. Sure. It's also an interesting conceit as, like, the brain is a global organ and you can't really isolate lobes or hemispheres. But it makes for, like, super cool visuals. Sure. Of two dudes in unison, like, throwing punches and walking. This movie, like, is very clear straight from Front Street that, like, anything that's not a monster robot fight is just there to facilitate a monster robot fight. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) The screenplay was written by that uh, default template text that comes up when you open pages (laughs) for the first time. (laughs) And everything else is just Guillermo del Toro writing, I don't know, I'll figure out a sweet fight on the day. Exclamation point. Like, all the dialogue was literally in there just like, Ipsum lorum factum. Like, this is the line that's just in there. And then next to it, just pictures of sweet monsters Guillermo del Toro drew on lunch breaks. Right. And, like, the actors showed up to shoot their scenes, and they're like, we're very confused because this script is literal Latin. What is it <laughs> that we have to communicate to the audience? And Guillermo del Toro just says, well, you know, you just got to tell them that, uh, you know, you need two sides of the brain to pilot this thing. All right, and action. Um... You need two sides of a brain to pilot this thing. Cut print. Let's go to the monster fights. Right? Moving on. Neural load. Drift. Compatible. You guys are killing it. Save some for take two. What's that? No time for a take two? Right? Moving on. (laughs) So Gypsy Danger is torn apart uh, by this kaiju. However, Rally, now put into single pilot configuration, manages to hold off this monster, defeat it, and then lumber away. Uh, cut to, to the Arctic? Yeah. No, Antarctica. It's yeah. A, yeah. Not Antarctica, it's Alaska. We're in Alaska. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. in Alaska. Cut to, yeah, old man metal detecting with his kids. His kid, duh. Yep. Um, they find like, a little robot dial, and then they find a real robot! Yeah, and the scale of this is always incredible. Even when the Jaeger is just in an ocean, fighting a kaiju in an ocean with no, like visible marks around you still get this incredible sense of the scale that these two creatures are uh, and then this shot in particular where the Jaeger falls over uh, next to old man and his kid it's just a really like you get a sense of the size and the weight of these big dumb fucking robots right one yeah. of the things I love about the robots and the monsters in the movie is that like for the, the whoever did the digital effects did a great job by showing like the weight 
and yeah. like like they're not they don't move super fast they like they're kind of slow and lumbering like it's it's as realistic as you can make a giant robot versus sure. a giant monster yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. and they're all very like like Gundam style like Japanese mecha robots where they're they're kind you can see like the rivets and the seams and there is a logic to how they're constructed but they're real like sleek cool human proportioned right. robots right. yeah but and like there's like all yeah those all those influences are definitely there like there's like the world war 2 like jet plane influence like yeah. they all have like the sweet like pinup girl like stickers on them they're all right. color coded by country of origin yeah mm-hmm. it's fantastic and they all have slightly different weapons that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They, they never standardized the yeah, no. layout of a each single new, mech. Each new mech has different weapons. Yeah, because at the start screen, you got to make sure. Well, all right, I'm going into some water combat, so I need my booster jets here, right. and I need my sweet uh, hunting knife here, and I yeah. need my cool rocket powered elbow punch here, and I need the one with the uh, six pack of short range missiles here. Yep, and you know what? Before you know it, you've used up all your uh, XP that you got from your last mission, so you just got to hope true. that it's. You, yeah, you just got to hope, hope that's enough. Good. You got to hope that's enough. So uh, after Raleigh uh, survives, uh, we cut to about five years later. Uh, the world is a slightly different place. The government now, the governments of the world have now canceled funding for the Jaegers. Uh, clearly, kaiju keep coming, and they're coming more and more often. Uh, and so, like, they believe that coastal walls are going to be the thing uh, to do. So, uh, Rally, our hero, is now working at one such wall. Uh, Which clearly has no OSHA regulations whatsoever. Right, yeah. because he's literally sliding down girders. Well, and he's given yeah. that job because the foreman comes out and says, Hey, three people died. That means we got three job openings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got my job at the museum. I was yeah. going to say, pretty much this is how we're all going to get all of our jobs when there is no more economy left. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I call working at the bullet farm. Oh, god damn it. I wasn't fast enough. I'm going to have to work at fucking barter town. No, no. Yeah, no. Working the, the pig shit methane pit. Just swapping <laughs> pig shit for yeah. master and blaster. <laughs> he run Barter Town. <laughs> now, uh, so uh, we we see uh, a quick news report that shows that oh no, the wall in Australia has been immediately destroyed right. by a kaiju. Like, tore through it like tissue paper. Blow right through it. And one of my favorite parts of this movie is in the background, like, the ADR oh God, noise, so is good. one guy yelling, what are we doing this for? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so great. Because you gotta, you gotta understand, it's in human nature to want to build big, expensive, useless walls that fail at the one task they're set up for. <laughs> uh, that is the only possible explanation for our current administration. <laughs> it's just something hard-coded in our dumb lizard brain. Well, I mean, technically there were all those walls that did do what they were supposed to do. Yeah, and where are they now? Fucking underground. Nah, man, you can go on tours of them all over Scotland and France. They're museums. You're right, they, they are still cafes. holding back the Nordic invasion. Right, You're right. right, exactly. Yeah. Vikings haven't rampaged through the sand. <laughs> Guys, as long as the Gauls don't get into Britannia, we're <laughs> right, okay. Right. When was the last time your people were overrun by a Mongol horde? John? The Vistagoths. 
quite handily defeated. The Vista Gods? Yeah. Uh, see, I had to update from... Uh, <laughs> from the 98 Gods? gods? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Millennium Edition uh, as soon as As soon as I upgrade to the new uh, aluminum body all-in-one Goth, it'll have Goth 10 in right, it. But right. like in the meantime, I'm stuck with Vista, Vista Gods. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Man, you must be really worried about those bugs. Yeah, like none of my shortcut keys work. It's, it's a nightmare, you guys. Uh. <laughs> I try to launch Fallout 3, it just, just shows up an error message that says, fuck off. <laughs> that sounds like a comet got into your computer. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, my computer is set to maximum overdrive. Uh, you're just supposed to set it to regular overclock. Uh, I know, I fucked up. Well, I didn't get a sweet water cooling system for oh, it. Well, so yeah, I mean, I gotta, you do have to cool it with cocaine yeah. at that point. Heat distribution is very important when overclocking your system. Important safety tip. Yeah, <laughs> true. Guys, I really want to, I, I need, I, I don't need, but I really want to replace <laughs> the, uh, the laser in my Dreamcast with this real sweet mod that you can hook up through the pin 20 port that'll let you just replace it with a solid state drive so you can plug in some cool SD cards and play Shenmue without booting up the disc. <laughs> Once I plug that into my OSSC line tripler, it's gonna look fucking sweet, you guys. Well, it's glad that this is modified away from I need. It's not an episode of Body Counts of Beer without John explaining (laughs) AV components. You still own a Dreamcast? Hell yeah, dude. Do you have Crazy Taxi? I don't. What? I know. I know. Get out. I know. I do have Toy Soldier, though, Eh. which is real good. Crazy taxi! Yeah, 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 yeah! Fucking Dreamcast was dope, man. Dreamcast is dope, man. I'm gonna get fucking Soul Calibur. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Play some Power Stone. Yeah. No, Patrick, you take your ambivalence for the Dreamcast and no, you put it somewhere private. For That's, no, it's, it's only because way he's, too ahead of the time. He's just over here. Being, he's just upset because he's still playing the Jaguar Ooh. like an asshole. I fucking love the Jaguar. <laughs> Play some Jag. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say that the Jaguar CD did have the best home port of Doom. The only thing is they took the music out. Because, you know, <laughs> you don't need music for Doom. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Other than that, it was like PC perfect. You just got to like throw on some Slayer in the background and you're good to go. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Pacific Rim. Guys, no, I'm not done going through <laughs> my wish list of sweet mod components for my retro consoles. I also need to get the Ultra HDMI mod on my N64 <laughs> so that I can find Finally, get rid of that anti-aliasing blur that's built in at the system level. Whoa! Fuck off! Yeah, I don't feel good about myself. <laughs> so Pacific Rim, uh, at this is. If anyone wants watch. to send me any of these components, please, please tape them to a three by five note card and mail them to, to Body Counts and Beerses. Come on, guys. <laughs> Dot com. Yeah, oh. that's where we are. Alright, so Pacific Rim was the movie we watched. And at this point now, uh, uh, just uh, the the kaiju destroys the wall in Australia and it is taken down by the Australian Jaeger uh, named Stryker. Stryker. Um, and it, uh, that has 
like projectile weapons. Patrick, I know. I know yeah, after the movie the, like, you chest were plate. It's got that short range missile. Yeah, you yeah. were lamenting the lack of projectile weaponry. I was. Uh, but this one has like straight up like almost like mortars. Yeah, like, just mortar balls coming out of it, just firing right out of his yeah. chest. He's got six barrels right in the chest. So uh, Striker defeats. Uh, sorry, Striker. Striker. Uh, you got to do it in the Australian yeah, accent. No, there's no uh, Striker defeats you the Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Sponsors of the Striker bot. <laughs> it's just got like a big blooming onion picture on the back of right? it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Demolition Man fucked up. Outback wins the franchise wars. <laughs> or they were off by one. Or <laughs> what, by one? That's the only thing that's different. <laughs> Either you think way too highly of Taco Bell, <laughs> or you think way too lowly of Outback. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I have no respect for either of those companies. Please do not send me any Bloomin' Onions. Please only send me sweet RGB components. Send John Bloomin' Onions, because I'm on that email, too. (laughs) (laughs) I love Bloomin' Onions. And if you want to send some Taco Bell stuff, I'll take that. Mm. (laughs) I'm a fan Mm. of Taco Bell. Mm. Yeah, we're just putting out in the world like the fucking secret, you guys. This is going to be great. That's right. This podcast is now our very own vision board. I should take pictures of Bloomin' Onions and put them on my wall, and then maybe Bloomin' Onions will appear. Right. That'll only work if you start conspiracy theory style uh, marking them with pushpins and yarn. Ooh, deal, deal. To trace their connections. Do I have to journal about Bloomin' Onions, too? Yeah. I mean, it's part of... The affecting positive change, oh, I think. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough, fair right. enough. Right. You have right. to help another family gain Bloomin' Onion. In order to get my own To get onions? your own Bloomin' Onions, oh, right. Man. Okay. It's actually what people don't tell you is that the secret is actually just a multi-level marketing scheme, <laughs> um, and basically what you do is you buy a blooming onion for someone else, and then they sell blooming onions to other people. But then all the blooming onions they sell come back to you. Ooh. So yeah, it's a pretty great deal. Mm. Uh, also, who knew that the secret was all about shitty fried onion rings? Right, guys, we're gonna have to tag this uh, podcast with spoilies because we just spoiled all the. Secrets. That's right. Especially that big one right? about the board. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Stryker defeats the kaiju. The pilot comes out and he's all cocky. He's all, That's our 10th kill. Where with our new record. Uh, and then that whole big thing. Rally watches it and he's like, well, whatever. I don't give a shit. I gave this up. I'm not a Jaeger pilot no more. Yeah. Uh, and then who should show up but his old boss, Ranger. Or Marshall, Marshall Stacker Pentecost, the greatest name in movie history. It's pretty good. No, after, second after Dick Warlock. After Dick Warlock. Well, Dick Warlock was just an actual human being's name. There is another name in this movie that I'm going to go to bat for when we get to it. Is the greatest name in cinema history? Okay, because <laughs> that name is not only a great name, but it has a great backstory. True. True. Uh, so Stacker Pentecost, played by the. So hip it hurts. Idris Elba mm, uh, yeah. shows up to once again enlist Rally to join the Jaeger cause. Uh, the four remaining Jaegers have been brought to Hong Kong, their final operating base, to uh, once again bring the fight to the kaiju. Rally kind of demurs for a little bit, but once Stacker puts it in black and white terms, where do you want to die? Here or in a Jaeger? Killer, killer British accent. Yeah, that thank was you. Great. Yeah. Nailing yeah. it. It's like Idris Elba was right here, right? Us. Yeah. I was like, Heimdall, what are you, uh, you don't watch me all the time, Hey, how do you? you doing? I'm Winston Churchill. <laughs> Let's go fuck some Nazis up. Oh, <laughs> it's a great British accent, Why right? Why hasn't Guy Ritchie made a Churchill movie? <laughs> Give him time. <laughs> 
Hey, how you doing? I'm Jason Statham. <laughs> As Winston Churchill. Yeah. No, I love it. He's already bald. Yeah, man. Mm. That's actually the Fast and Furious spinoff is Statham as Churchill. It Statham takes place in the past. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite as fast, but way more furious. I mean, That's it, would the, yeah. it would have Guys, to be. Guys, I'm sorry. It's just they just announced that the fate of the Fast and the Furious is up in the air because The Rock is thinking about going solo for his character. Oh, no, no. And it's tearing the family apart. No, no. John, you don't even know. He hates you don't the even... shit out of Vin Diesel, right? No, you have no idea what's going on here, John. <laughs> All right. So here's what's going on. All right. After the f- success or slash failure of F8 of the Furious, Vi- uh, The Rock and Jason Statham were given their own spinoff, which was called The Rock and Statham, or whatever it's nice. called. Whatever their character Statham and Rock! Yeah, it's like Hobbs and Fuckbag, or whatever. The, uh, bu- Love it. Hobbs and Love it. Hobbs I'm, and I'm in it. I'm, I'm already watching. Well, this was a sore spot for... Fast and the Furious mainstay Tyrese. Yeah, Tyrese was having none of that. Tyrese is very upset because The Rock, by doing this new movie in secret negotiations, has pushed the next Fast and Furious movie, which would be Fanine and the Furious. Fanine! Yeah, uh, or Fast and the 90s. I don't know what it would be. I don't know. I'm just holding on for the 10th movie that is definitely going to be called Fast 10 Your Seatbelts. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Loving it. Uh, but anyways, well, we Tyrese, might not get there because The Rock is a fuckhead. Well, oh. Tyrese is very upset. Wait, because are we all on Team but, Diesel? No, we are on Team Rock. <laughs> because Team Team Tyrese Gibson is now blaming The Rock for him losing his custody battle. Uh, because you know the custody battle is in because he beat the shit out of his wife. Sure, uh, but because he won't have a oh he beat the shit out of his son. I'm sorry, I've been corrected. Daughter, Daughter? even worse. Alright, so I'm being corrected by our local uh, gossip columnist over here. Our local affiliate. My wife. uh, Dramaturg D. Yeah, uh, Tyrese Gibson beat the shit out of his daughter. That's why he's getting divorced and is in a custody battle. He is upset that this solo movie's happening because he won't get another paycheck for Fast 9 for an extra year. So that's what's happening with the Fast and the Furious movies. It's absolutely insane. We're going to cut all of this out. It doesn't make any sense. You're right. I say I'm going to cut it out, but then... (laughs) When the time comes, I go, oh shit, I forgot to edit this. Uh, Put in the dumb sound effects, send. (laughs) (laughs) That's what will happen. I mean, plus, like, as as, uh, this movie, uh, Pacific Rim, really lives or dies on its action sequences, which are, there's really not a lot to get across in audio form for that because they're so visually developed. That's true. Uh, And everything else is just kind of like, Bullshit. Yeah. So there's yeah. not a lot to like chew it's on. Very, in this it's very. It's very soap opery. There, yeah. There's no real. I mean, I guess there there isn't no character development, but it's all so very quick and so very flat. Like we don't really. We I never really got to care about anybody. Right. Sure. Because yeah. the the characters are just like they're merely uh, like faceless like globos getting put right. into giant robots. Well, right. again, yeah. Like each of the characters is just a la Street Fighter. Just the country of origin. Right. And that is their character. And they all had to watch someone they liked die. Right. Right. Well, and, we, and then speaking of, of of country of origins, we arrive at a Hong Kong operating base. Yeah, uh, we're introduced to uh, a couple of goofy doctors played by uh, Charlie, Charlie Day. Day and the oily guy from from uh, anytime you need to cast an oily guy. Yeah, uh, and so they're they're these two doctors, and they have very differing views on. Uh, 
what the kaiju is. One of them is thinks that the kaiju are going to continue moving and will eventually have a double event and then a triple event until so they're all here. The other one uh, uh, wants to actually drift with yeah. the portion of a kaiju brain. Yeah, because Oily Guy views the kaiju as like a natural disaster phenomena a la a hurricane and that the, you know, he has recognized the pattern uh, and has extrapolated that pattern to be able to predict when the next events will happen, whereas Charlie Day leans more towards the, like, no, 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 these are conscious creatures with, like, a plan that they're enacting. Right. So the theories don't necessarily uh, cancel each other out, but as we'll learn, as with all things in this movie, it's better together. Vote no on Scottish independence. <laughs> whoa! 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 That was that song that Paul McCartney wrote when Scotland was trying to secede from uh, Great Britain. <laughs> Better together. Oh, and boy, thanks. I bet they're super regretting that no vote now. Right? Because <laughs> right? then Britain went around and said, you know what? Uh, we get to vote no. And Scotland was like, no fair. <laughs> You can't do that after we voted yes, you big dumb turkeys. <laughs> and yet they did. Yeah, anyway, our whole global system of governments are going to collapse. Yep, I look forward to the dark times. Huzzah. Hopefully it doesn't happen until after Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> <laughs> that is my old... I keep writing Donald Trump every day. Look, buddy, you're going to do what you're going to do, and I hate you, but, like, let me see my dumb space movie before we all die. <laughs> That's my one ask. <laughs> so uh, we, we get to Hong Kong, the forward operating base of the Jaeger, the final Jaeger contingent, and we meet uh, all the new Jaegers. And it's just like a video game where they're introducing all the new playable characters in the DLC pack that yeah, the game yeah. just yep. downloaded. You see what color they are, what yeah. cool stuff they get to do. And they're all like stereotypes of their country. There's right. like these surly, no-nonsense Russians. You have the like cocky, brash Australians. And you have the Chinese guys that play basketball. Everyone knows, Everyone knows. these stereotypes. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then the Americans well, who are just there. The, yeah. the Chinese Jaeger is notable for being the only Jaeger to have three, three pilots. Right. It has three pilots yeah. because it uses the uh, thunderclap yeah. formation, and uh, they so like their their Jaeger has like three arms. It's all red, three arms which end in buzz saws for rocket powered buzzsaw punches. Yeah, we'll get because there. being alive is just the best, you guys. <laughs> the Russian, the Russian uh, bot is like. It's like th- th- it's th- old. It's old. Well, they and say out of that- date and still really effective. Yeah, they just say like s- Russia. They say specifically it is a Mark One Jaeger. This is what the Jaegers when they first built. This is what they look like. Yeah. And yeah, it it's just a big, clunky, ugly, brutal little like very dense Jaeger. It's, it's like the un- so- it's like the Soyuz capsule of Jaegers. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the it's an unpainted Sentinel from the X Men cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it, like, can definitely hold its own. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's huge. And then... Uh, then you it, fire it once, and then you hand it back to the soldier behind you and go back to the end of the line. <laughs> right, right. Then there's the Australian Jaeger we saw. It's the fastest Jaeger, the most modern, up-to-date Jaeger. It can handle its beer super well. Yeah, right. and... Uh, it's Only drinks out of oil cans. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it hits Bart Simpson with a boot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, actually, I believe it's a wingtip. 
Yeah. Well, no, that's they talk it down to a wingtip. Right, it's right. originally going to be that giant boot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guys, go watch The Simpsons. That's going to be our like fourth recommendation of the podcast. Yeah, if you haven't listened to us already, fuck's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> Do you even Simpsons, bro? Oh shit! Yeah, my air horn plays Beethoven's Fifth. What of it? Uh, so now it's the the key. Now the time is to find uh, Raleigh's co-pilot, who is drift compatible with him. Uh, and they uh, they have tryouts. They have stick yeah. fighting tryouts. They do uh, where he stick fights a couple of guys. It doesn't and go I know very well. What you're all thinking? It's what we were all thinking when we were in like algebra class in ninth grade. Stick fighting. When are we ever going to use this in real life? <laughs> oh, buddy, you hold on to that thought. So, uh, eventually, Raleigh uh, decides to choose as his partner uh, young Mako Mori, who is sort of like Stacker Panasakost's, like, daughter figure and, like... But, like, also protege. Yeah, protege, sidekick. She is essentially uh, Major Kusanagi from Ghost in the Shell. Sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> I like, like, a very, like... Uh, is that... Is that... That's yeah, what Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson whitewashed in that real bad Ghost <laughs> okay. in the Shell movie. Uh, where they just call her the Major for some reason in the American sure. one. Because, I don't know, it was kind of racist, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the character is Major Kusanagi. And it is very, it is that very uh, stereotypical, uh, you know, turbulent emotions, but all on the inside. And very, right. like, honor-bound. Right, so they have a stick fight, uh, and this is their this is their sort of like meet cute like part like redux. Their first meet cute cute is she insults him in Japanese or Chinese. I can't uh, Japanese. Yeah, Japanese. Japanese. Japanese yeah, yeah, and then he's like, ah, I speak Japanese too, and she's like, oh shucks. And then their second meet cute is just stick fighting all over the place. Yeah, with the and they're doing that flirty fighting that was very popular in like the mid two thousands up until mm-hmm. this yeah, point. It's basically the uh, the Trinity Neo fight from the Matrix, where no. it's just like very playful. Yeah. Not even. It's definitely the Daredevil Electra fight from the <laughs> Ben Affleck Jeez. Jennifer. Gar- uh, Daredevil. It's 100% Ouch. less uh, seesaws and swings, though. Uh, but it's uh, almost as much terrible, like, rap-sounding music. Oh, man. <laughs> if they could have needle-dropped some Evanescence in this movie, oh, Ooh. boy. Ooh, yeah. That's so true. <laughs> Wake me up. Wake me up Wake me down. Pacific Rim. <laughs> That's something because like, he he does what Billy Ocean does. Sorry, it's just if if you all listen very carefully, you can hear all of our listeners pounding on the ten second forward skip <laughs> on the podcast app. Ten seconds, mind us fifteen, plebs. <laughs> all right, yeah, because the best part about a podcast is how much you don't have to listen to it. Yeah, true. I mean, when some podcasts are like thirty, like thirty percent ads, how did this get made? Yeah, apparently I'm going to use a lot <laughs> oh. of fucking. Yeah, I'm calling them oh. out. I'm calling you out. I'm fucking sorry. show up. We'll stick fight and fall in love, you idiots. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I like that podcast and I like Paul Shear, but I don't need to see hear Paul Shear talk about fucking skin condoms for ten minutes at a time. <laughs> skin condoms? Yeah, they're like condoms, but they're made out of skin. I guess. Why? I've never listened to the ad. I keep skipping it. Okay. I just hear skin and condoms, and then God that's it. Damn, yeah, Buffalo. Bi- skip? Yeah, Buffalo Bill's own skin <laughs> condoms. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Keep them loose. It puts the KY jelly in the bucket. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Good stuff. So, uh, so eventually, after a lot of like hemming and hawing, Mako is given the uh, the chance to be the co-pilot to Raleigh. So they do a little test run. Meanwhile, our good friend Charlie Day has decided to drift with a partial kaiju brain. And while he does that, it gives him a bloodshot eye and a bloody nose, but he does realize something about the kaiju, is that it is, uh, they're like colonists. It's like ID4. It's like Independence yeah, it's Day. Almost, it's exactly like yeah. ID4. They're like locusts. They come to a planet, they strip it of its uh, uh, stuff, and yeah. they move Except on. Except instead of like coming all at once and attacking with all of their might simultaneously, they send out... The reason why the kaiju have been getting bigger in power and more frequent in duration is because they first send out a couple of scouts to just, like, see what's up, and then the Category 2s to, like, hit major population centers, and then the Category 3 and 4 are, like, the proper soldiers, and that's why the kaiju keep getting bigger and more powerful and more frequent. Right. Yeah. They're they're on like a camp like a, an ever expanding campaign of destruction yeah. to wipe us out and to steal our natural resources. Right. So yeah, uh Charlie Day has uh, uh, uh drifted with this kaiju brain and he's seen all their secrets. Uh meanwhile, uh it's time for the big test of Gypsy Danger. Yeah, with the two new pilots. Two new pilots. They go into the drift with each other, and at first everything seems okay. Yeah, the drift is you basically share a brain with the other person. So you see all of their memories, they see all of your memories. You you are sharing a consciousness to pilot this giant robot. Right, and Raleigh has made mention a few times that he didn't want to drift, and the reason why he left the Jaeger pilot program was because he still had... In essence, his brother's consciousness in his brain. Yeah, because his brother was ripped, ripped out of the previous year. So, like, they right. didn't desync before his brother got ripped out. So, like, a portion of his brother's consciousness is basically still inside of his head. Right. Sure. It's like uh, Spock and Doctor McCoy after three. Yeah, you fucking nerd. Yeah. Sure. Look in his head. Don't the people understand? Do they? <laughs> I don't. Whatever. Who's Spock? I guess I must be a mom because I just don't understand. It's oh, true because oh, you watch some DJ inferior space movies. Yo, Patrick, you got a problem? Yo, I'll solve it. <laughs> Check out this hook while my DJ revolves it. That's right. Don't forget the ching. That's the only thing that makes it legally distinct. Don't forget the ching. The only other lyric I know from the song is "Turn out the lights, I glow." Well, Vanilla, sorry you have to leave so soon. Yeah, I'm real upset about it. Otherwise, I would rap more from words that I totally know from songs I wrote. Bye forever. Well, no, not really. He's going to come and flip your house later. (laughs) My whole house? Yeah. That's fucking He's going to flip it. Well, I mean, he's going to throw you out of it, and then he's going to flip it, and then he's going to make mad cash. That's right. I'll just get the the dude from uh, Death Row Records to hang him. You're gonna have Suge Knight. 
<laughs> pulled him out over the yeah. hotel balcony. Boy, if you, uh, fucking Google the whole story for that, because that's not even the craziest part of that no. fucking story. There, yeah. not. It's In nothing fact, but crazy just stories. Just Google Suge Knight, because that's just a never-ending reel of insanity. I feel like that's 30 pages of Wikipedia that'll give you a nice yeah, day. Right, and let's stop talking about it before he knows about us. <laughs> sure. If we say Valid. his name a third time, he'll appear. No, no! Wait, is he is he Candyman? Is that what we're talking about? Uh, no, he is uh, Bye Bye Man. Oh, he's the Bye Bye Man? Everybody who knows about him gets murdered. <laughs> uh, Alright, so the test eventually uh, goes awry. Uh, Riley has like a flashback of his brother getting ripped out, and then Mako freaks out, and she's transplanted back to her youth. Back to her exposition. Yeah, yeah. When, when a giant sweet-looking crab kaiju yeah. is ripping up her city, True. chasing her around, and like Rally as an adult is like in her memory screaming at little kid version of her to not be freaking out, but instead she raises her hand to stop the kaiju, which powers up the plasma, plasma cannon. Everyone starts freaking out. Meanwhile, uh, Charlie Day is on a hunt for uh, he's been he's told his information to Stacker Pentecost while this is all going on, who tells him that he needs to get a real full-size kaiju brain. He needs to get brain. a fresh kaiju brain, because right. the brain that he drifted with was, was old just a partial and, yeah. brain. And, and it, old and crusty. And, like, drifting with it kind of burnt it out. Like, right. it's not usable yeah. anymore. Yeah, no good. Right. So he says, get the son to a Ron Perlman. Yeah. And he does. And lo, he does. And the Ron Perlman comes with his own shoes that have their very own Foley department. His shoes are wearing solid gold chaps. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Oh, God. So, and Ron, Ron Perlman's character's name, the greatest name oh, in yes. movie history. Hannibal. I assume this is what you were This is what I was referring to. How could to. it not be? Hannibal Chow. And... Asked by no one and provoked by nothing, Ron Perlman explains, That's not the name I got, it's the name I took. It's my favorite historical figure and my second favorite Szechuan restaurant in the Bronx. (laughs) (laughs) Because Ron Perlman is a beautiful ray of sunshine in this desolate, hopeless future we live in. Well, clearly you gotta bring him into this movie. He's like the only good part of the Blade trilogy. And he's only in Blade 2. Yeah. He's only in the Del Toro Blades. I'll go to bat for certain... Uh, Blade 1 is an okay bad movie. Sure. And Blade 3, once you, again, Google the backstory, is amazing that it even exists. That's the one with Ryan Reynolds, That's right? the one with yeah. Ryan Reynolds and Patton Oswalt. And oh, was shit. willed to Patton Oswalt. It was willed to life by the insane co-cattled brain of uh, fucking... Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Oh, man. Who then, once he demanded they make it, pretty much stopped showing up on set. Yeah, they yeah. refused to be in it. Yeah. yeah. And that, which is why Ryan Reynolds has, like, so much dialogue in the movie. <laughs> because Ryan Reynolds not only has to deliver punchlines, but he has to deliver the setups to those punchlines that Wesley Snipes is too high to currently remember. <laughs> That guy slaved so hard only to get rewarded with a trashy Green Lantern movie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. for Ryan Reynolds. But you know what? He got his because he got Deadpool then. Sure. Right. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Finally. Eventually. Exactly. Eventually. <laughs> hey, let's not forget Two Guys, A Girl, and A, a pizza, pizza Place, place which or... then became just Two Guys and a Girl. Yeah. Or, or indie favorite, Waiting. Yeah, Clerks in a Restaurant. Yeah, Clerks in a Restaurant? Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so anyways, Pacific Rim. Um, <laughs> Which movie? Charlie Day uh, meets Hannibal Chow, and he wants... And, like, Hannibal Chow lives, like... He's, his, like, his hideout is, like, in this black market store, and he's got all sorts of kaiju goodies. He's got, like, a pancreas and, like, these little parasites that fall right. off of him. Yeah, he's worked out this sort of black market. Uh, anytime the Jaegers kill a kaiju, he's got first dibs on looting the corpse and selling it. Uh, like selling off parts, like you know, he'll sell the the bone marrow of it. That's supposed to be like a potent aphrodisiac, apparently. Right. He's he's grinding up all the parts and selling them as folk medicine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then he's giving a kickback to the Jaeger people so they can continue to fund the building and like maintenance of Jaegers. Right. Uh, so meanwhile, Gypsy Danger is still in danger of blowing everybody up with a plasma cannon. They try to cut the power, but it doesn't work because uh, Gypsy Danger has a nuclear core now, so there's no way to shut it down from the outside. Yeah, so eventually, well, they're not able to use the E-stop on it. Yeah, right? they, even, they even like physically unplug it. And that, 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 does, that, that, that actually yeah. does Eventually, yeah, it, it just like slows down. Yeah. I well, thought that was the power of friendship. Chip. No, but that is also being leveled against this problem. No, yes, yeah. All right. no. So, friendship is an integral part. Yeah, because yeah. we got uh, Doofy American, who I refuse to learn the name of because he's I not a real character. Believe you're thinking of Fake Rob Schneider. No, I'm thinking of uh, Raleigh. Yeah. Raleigh Becker. Raleigh, Raleigh Becker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Fake Rob Schneider. The the actor they got to play the like. Head of the technical department in this is he's got the Rob Schneider hair, the, the Rob, Rob Schneider, Schneider bow, tie, bow tie, and the Schneider uh, fucking shirt. Yeah, and the, right. the mutton chop side, yeah. then the whole deal. Delivers coffee to people. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> How do you not get Rob Schneider for that? Because he was busy writing it's a hateful the... conservative blog at the time. <laughs> Come on, Patrick, get with the time. It turns out all of your heroes were actually monsters the whole time. Man. So throw away all your Dennis Miller scenes. Oh, ain't that the case? <laughs> uh, do you think? Do you think like uh, like a hundred years from now they'll be the same? Like maybe not hundred, maybe like thirty years from now they'll be like uh, like the same like urban legends. Like, do you know somewhere in New Mexico there's a pit <laughs> and it's just filled with like two hundred thousand Bill Cosby albums? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the fucking ET cartridges. Yeah. and then yeah. like at some point some guy's gonna like dig them up and finds like. Look, it's himself. There's a there's hundred copies of himself right here, and they're there's, all there's, collectively together worth like ten cents. Yeah, there's all the LPs of my brother who I share a bed with. Yeah. Man, this is a haul. Oof. Antiques Roadshow comes in and just blowtorches the place. <laughs> because in the future, Antiques Roadshow becomes less of a appraisal network and more of a like yeah they're sort of the like they're the FEMA fire. kind of yeah thing. right no yeah. if you show up with crap they just burn it they, they, they are essentially they, they become the the fire department from Fahrenheit 451 <laughs> yeah no that makes sense yeah. <laughs> Guys, I don't like this future we're headed for. No, it's shit. We fucked up the election. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. I did my best. I voted in a swing state. No. How'd that turn out? Not great. Also, <laughs> haven't you not lived in that state for years? Shh. God damn it. <laughs> Voter registration. I still have an address in the state in question. <laughs> I can arrive there within three days if you need me to. <laughs> Please don't drop by unexpectedly. I'll probably be in the shower. Isn't it like tops a six-hour drive? 
Uh, closer to 12, okay. but let's not give the listeners well, I mean, any more clues. We're just talking about clearing the state lines. <laughs> not getting to your ancestral home That's true. When I, the when I get state. into base and they can't chase me right. anymore. Yeah. Right, yeah, no. Well, isn't I assume that it's kind of like uh, like when criminals always go to Mexico. Like once you cross the state lines, the yeah. cops just turn around and drive and away. Drive back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And your money somehow like quadruples in value. <laughs> <laughs> oh, They're like, man. no, guys, we actually have a pretty thriving economy. Your, your money is about the same as it is in America. <laughs> you can't live forever on a private island on half a million dollars. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Meh. Yeah, that's the only plot hole in From Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> Otherwise, a perfect movie. Uh, we'll get there someday. Yeah, we will. Sure. Cool. Um, uh, so, yeah, so now they, Gypsy Danger is finally shut down. Uh, uh, yeah, because Riley, like, goes into the memories of uh, Mako as she is a little girl fleeing the destruction of this kaiju. Uh, we see that an unnamed Jaeger comes and rescues her, but we the memory kind of cuts out before we can see yeah. any more backstory. Right. So Stacker Pentecost basically brings him in the office, and he's like, you fucked up, and you can't do this, and blah, blah, blah. And then the Australian comes by, and he's like, you guys are a real piece of shit, and I don't like you, and I'm going to fight you. And yeah. then they fight. Because uh, he calls them both bitches. That's what it is. Yeah. He calls them, he's like, you two bitches. And then he's like, apologize to her. He's mm. like, bleh. And then flicks his chest. You know, yeah, it's the way Australians do. Fuckers. It's, it's a real, like, high school, let's go out into the parking lot of the church it and really is. this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then they fight the shit out of each other, and Riley beats the Australian guy's ass pretty handily. It is a really needless conflict in this movie, though. But but it's been a while since we had giant robots versus giant monsters. So true. So we should have two guys fighting all the Exactly. Because for the last, like, 30 minutes, the only fighting was, like, 40 seconds of stick fighting. Yeah, and that's this. true. Yeah, because now we're just expo dumping. Yeah, the only other action was the three the three Chinese guys playing basketball. Right. And then in order to wrap up the expo dump, after he dismisses the Mako, 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 Mako yeah. for being too emotional, uh, he, we then find out that the pilot of the Jaeger that saved her is uh, Idris Elba. Is, yes. It is Stacker Pentecost yeah. himself. Yeah. We find that out because Riley confronts him and he's like, I saw it. Yeah. And he like... He's jamming his finger in his chest. all like, you saved that little girl, you bastard. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know what you think uh, you saw, but two things. Well, no, no, so so Idris Elba turns around to leave. He dismisses Riley, and yeah. Riley grabs him by the arm, and Idris Elba whips around with the biggest, angriest goddamn eyes that have ever been captured on film. And then he delivers that amazing line, Mark. He goes, one, don't ever touch me again. Two, don't ever touch me again. <laughs> it's so great. That's that's borderline up there with uh, with Danny DeVito's line in the movie Heist, where he goes, "Everybody needs money. That's why it's called money." <laughs> <laughs> it's the one truly great thing David Mamet ever wrote. Yeah, <laughs> that line. <laughs> Just that one. Yep. Uh, my favorite DeVito line, if I had to pick one, is probably from Batman Returns, where it was uh, he's in the mayor campaign office, and he just says, Mwah, my lecturous double entendres are going to ruin this Happy Meal deal you have with McDonald's. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like his other line, which is, 
he does a lot of snorting in that. Yeah, well, he spends most of the movie with like a serious mucus discharge and eating well, they, raw smelts. Yeah. And they, they 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 poured like black bile into his mouth before every take so he right. could spit as much as possible. Right. What a disgusting goddamn movie that is. Yeah. And it yeah. makes no sense. And yeah. it's like four movies. And anyway. Thanks, Thanks, Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. <laughs> hey! Hey-o. All right, so... Uh, Back to the Guillermo del Toro, the not-insufferable version of Tim Burton. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the best, that's the best description I've ever yeah. heard of Guillermo del Toro. Right? <laughs> because he's, he's got a catastrophic lack of Johnny Depp's. Yeah. <laughs> Has Johnny Depp fully mutated into a pile of scarves with a stupid hat yet? <laughs> No. Or is he still no. in that malting no, no. phase? He's still, it's like Dragon Ball Z. He's still making the I gotta take a shit face. <laughs> yeah. All I think the scarves we'll are out, whipping up around him. I think we'll find out once Murder on the Orient Express comes out. Oh, oh shit, that's right. He's in that. Yeah, everybody's oh. in that. Like and, like and like every weirdo's in it. Like I shouldn't say weirdo, but like every like every like offbeat weird choice. Yeah, yeah. it's strange. Although it's weird Why because we make it. I don't know. It's an incredibly famous movie, an incredibly famous book, an incredibly famous play where we all know the ending. The, the train did it. Thank you. <laughs> I just saved you $20 at the movie. The world's most opulent train, clearly drunk on its power and wealth. <laughs> yeah. Just because it knew it would get away with it. Right. Yeah. It's actually just a, it's actually just the, uh, what and is then, it? And uh, then Poirot goes to leave and his friend says, forget it, Poirot. It's Orient Express Town. (laughs) (laughs) And then Poirot says, well, this is going to be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And then it turns out the narrator's been dead the whole time. No! And then the train turns into Optimus Prime, and he has to get the AllSpark back. <laughs> so I swear to God, if that turns out to be a secret Transformers movie, <laughs> I am going to make sure that it gets all the Oscars. <laughs> if they, like, solve the mystery, and then it transforms into, like, I don't know, fucking Graviton, and he's just like, now it's time to finish the fight. <laughs> and that's it. Cut to credits. <laughs> Oh, what a brave movie. Uh, I think more movies need to just end with, like, a Transformer <laughs> showing up. <laughs> All right, so now uh, we, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty. Uh, we're not quite sure what happened where we left off, so let's just do this. Uh... Kaiju attack! Oh, yeah! No! Two at the same time! So they send out three Jaegers to fight them. Uh, yeah. They send the Australian Jaeger to hang back, because that is the fastest Jaeger in the Jaeger that they're going to eventually want to dump a nuclear bomb into the, the breach, breach. Right. which is where the Kaiju come from. They've tried this before, it has failed, but they think now with the ultimate increasing in frequency of the Kaijus arriving, they'll be able to do it. They'll have widened now and stay open, yeah. uh, much like an old country buffet on buy one get one night mm. um, anything can get through and anything can leave <laughs> well oh, I would say I would say you've ruined old country buffet for me but I think old country buffet ruined old country buffet for no me no way man golden corral ruined old country buffet for yeah, me no. <laughs> once I went to the superior buffet never again yeah take that old cunt buff 
gross. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> Actually, I have never been to that restaurant, and that's what the guy who told me what it was for the first time called it. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you sure he wasn't referring to, like, a weird muscle magazine? Oh, no. <laughs> no, okay. he wasn't. All right. He okay. wasn't telling you where he got his sweet workout supplements? <laughs> All right, so the kaiju are attacking. Uh, we got the Australian Jaeger. We have the Russian Jaeger, which is just like this, again, very boxy, primitive-looking Robo-Man. Very, like, yeah. Uh, utilitarian. Yeah, and, like, it's... Not a lot of flair. Yeah, its pilots have, uh, like, this bleach-blonde... Bleach-blonde hair. hair. Uh, the, the woman has bleach-blonde and slick back. The gentleman has a bleach-blonde pompadour and a black beard. Yeah. Yeah. As they, everybody does in Russia. Of, of course. course. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then there's the Chinese uh, Jaeger, of course, uh, with, uh, the with three, three arms. pilots. And it's got three arms. Each has a buzzsaw for a fist. And those arms are all rocket-powered. Rocket-powered. So that it can deliver rocket-powered buzzsaw punches. Right. right. As previously mentioned. Boy, howdy. I will never get sick of seeing rocket-powered buzzsaw punches. It's pretty <laughs> great. Uh, the two kaiju that show up, uh, these are the two now biggest kaiju that we've seen so far. Uh, one of them is like a big gorilla with like a lizard head. The other one is like an eel with arms. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of start going crazy. Well, the one, uh, the, the like uh, the lizardy eel one, uh, flexes its back and this big like sack comes out and shoots out an EMP field. Well, no, the, the, yeah. li- no, the lizard one shoots acid. Yeah. And, oh, it, yeah. and it melts into the Russian one. It melts the Russian yeah. one and then it, it takes the Russian one and pushes it under the water and, and because drowns the pilot. Yeah. yeah, it drowns the pilots. The Chinese one gets it a few good blows, but eventually I'm sorry, a few good Rocket-powered buzzsaw punches. You're right. That's I'm fair. sorry. That's I apologize. Fair. Because they fault. went into thundercloud formation. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I will take that centering. But instead, <laughs> uh, I guess it's the... Is it... The lizard one uh, rips the cap off of the Chinese bot and just tosses the head off to the side and we yeah. assume they die. Essentially, uh, a la Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom rips out the heart of the Jaeger and watches its body collapse yeah. into the ocean. And then as the Australian... The Australian uh, ones uh, purposefully disobey Idris Elba's orders right. and go into rescue. Yeah, only to get attacked by the fat sack of EMP. Yeah. Right. The, the <laughs> wow, you're really, uh, you're really amused by that, aren't you? I just, I'm considering how this, like, as ostensibly organic life form, albeit from a different dimension, has an EMP burst. Well, because that's what kind. we find out is that, again, the Jaeger, or the, uh, the Kaiju, rather, are learning. They are right. a sentient species, and right, right. they are able to adapt to, you know, they've been fighting Jaeger and losing for, like, Six or seven Six years. Six or seven at this years. Point. Yeah. So they have finally like the the way that the kaiju procreate is through cloning. So they have finally like each clone gets a new set of powers to try to use against the Jaeger. So they finally reached. Fucking they third. unlocked the tech tree to get the EMP blast, yeah. which is hard because you got to go through writing, you got to go through agriculture, oh you got to get the wheel. You're it is, so close to a cultural victory. You point. might as well just go for your yeah. space program right, at that point. Right. There's no use in doing Thanks. it. But you do it anyway because you want to get the cool cutscene ending, but right. you know, Venice out of nowhere, out of 
fucking nowhere has this hyper-developed economy. They start buying up all your borderland, so before you know it, you're in a land war with Venice, and no one's going to win that because they are just going to hire mercenaries. Jerks. Which is a perk that only they have. Yeah. Oh, and then Gandhi fucking starts nuking nuke everybody. People. All right, man, that guy's right. the worst. Can we? Can I just say something? No. no. Yes. <laughs> uh, two to one. Yeah, we outrank you together. Yeah, democracy. It's like when you take a two-star general and a three-star general, and you stand them next to each other, and they it's make like a, a five-star five general. general. All right, well, yeah. great. Well, the, I own the microphone, so that counts as two extra people. Aww. That's my four stars. Guys, we're talking about civilization when we should be talking about robots fighting giant monsters. <laughs> you idiots. So the Chinese uh, Jaeger torn down. The Australian Jaeger runs in to get into action. The EMP blast goes off. Disables all of its electronics. Yes. Including the electronics within the Jaeger headquarters. And right. everyone's freaking out. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, Gypsy Dangerous Nuclear and Analog. It's not digital like all these other new ones. Yeah. This one's a little bit, like, this is a little different. It's more unique. So they sent Gypsy out to go take care of business. So the Australians got to hold off the kaiju on their own somehow. Uh, so they decided to get out. On top of it. Get on top of it and shoot flare guns in its face. I mean, to be fair, yeah, they hit it right in its kaiju eye. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's real pissed off. It's real mad. I don't know if you've ever been flare gunned to the face, but I assume it's bad. Yeah, you all got to go through it in basic training so that you know what it feels like. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it is about to wipe out Stryker, the Australian (laughs) Jaeger, but before it does, Gypsy Danger drops into the water and immediately rushes into action. Meanwhile, the other eel kaiju was rampaging through Hong Kong uh, trying to find Charlie Day because he drifted with the kaiju and now it knows where he is. Right. Uh, And so it's just like tearing shit apart while he tries to hide in this gross little like... uh, Like essentially a bomb shelter. It's a subway bomb shelter. Yeah. Uh, So Gypsy Danger gets into... Subway bomb shelter. Yeah, they had those all over. Yeah, $5 foot longs while you wait. While you wait. So Gypsy Danger gets in, gets in a few good blows against Gorilla Kaiju before Gorilla Kaiju literally just throws it out of the ocean into back. the mainland. Yeah, 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 into the mainland. Yeah. Uh, Gypsy Danger flips over and like lands on its knees in a kind of a cool crouch position. They're in the kind of harbor trade area of Hong Kong, and then picks up a handful of fucking shipping containers, shipping containers to use them as fists full of rolls of quarters yeah. to punch the shit out of this kaiju. It's, it's so great. really yeah. good. Uh, the kaiju is down for the count. It turns, Gypsy Danger turns to walk away. Uh, blonde-haired Mick America guy, whose name I steadfastly refuse to learn. No, I agree. Uh, says, wait a minute. I think it's dead, but we should check its pulse. They turn around, uh, Mako shoots it with a plasma cannon until its head explodes. Yeah. Like, yep. And it's there's like no stomach pulse. cavity opens up. It's yeah, great. it's gross and great. It's, it's so good. They shoot the shit out of this thing. Right. So cut back to Charlie Day cowering in the bomb shelter. The kaiju has broken through and is clearly after Charlie and only Charlie. Uh, in the moment it's about to strike, Gypsy Danger comes sauntering through with a goddamn oil tanker <laughs> that it is going to use to stick fight the kaiju. 
It stick fights the kaiju with a goddamn oil tanker. It is amazing. He knocks the shit out of this thing just back and forth. But this kaiju ain't having it. Right. And it gets Gypsy Danger on its... Like, knocks it over, gets on its back. All of a sudden, whoof, it's got wings. It's got wings. And it flies into goddamn space. space. Before this, it tried to spit acid at Gypsy Danger, which dodged out of the way, and then ripped out its fucking acid sack of its mouth. Yeah, it and that it out. wasn't enough for it to get like to die. No, it said, "No, nah, we're flying into space." Yeah, and like you think, "Oh no, this is it for Gypsy Danger, guys. How yeah. can they survive? They're running out of oxygen." Hey, cut to going. credits. Game over. Nope. Cut to Mako saying, "We have one weapon left." Boop boop boop. Types in fucking. Sword. Sword selected. <laughs> the sword comes out of the arm like a uh, like a chain, almost like a slap like bracelet. A yeah. It comes out like a slap bracelet. It's like flops around until finally it straightens. And then they just stab the shit out of this thing. And then free fall back to Earth. And, yeah. Land in a soccer stadium. Yeah, they, they turn on all, they activate all the dampeners and impact absorbers. They activate the like chest thruster to try to slow it down but they're still coming in too fast so yeah they land in the soccer stadium which that's got to have like real soft springy grass on it right of course oh, yeah. so like there you go yeah. but, the, but Gypsy did did tear an ACL so yeah, that was rough yeah. out for the season vicious sure. case of turf toe correct yeah Yeah. Uh, meanwhile there is there's one thing I wish they would have cut back to at the end of the movie was just the like corpse of a kaiju floating in space forever yeah, knocking sure. into satellites and <laughs> shit this is like, like falls into the ISS right. and everyone's like oh the lettuce I was growing <laughs> <laughs> this guy knows what they do in space fuck yeah I do it's I work in a science lettuce. museum science and industry. Shh, don't tell people. Don't oh, expect you're right. free tickets. Yeah. Don't expect free tickets unless oh. you send me some sweet RGB mod kits. Keep it up, John Umber. Tell people what swing state you voted in. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Fraudulently. It's the most embarrassing one, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing so well. I will say that my county went for the candidate that I chose. Oh, okay. Great. Good. <laughs> Minor victories, you guys. See that you should have you should have voted in your swing state, but voted the Chicago way early and often, and with the social securities of many dead people. <laughs> yeah, no, the Chicago way. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, or for you Canadian listeners, the Montreal way. You're welcome. Uh, so moving on, uh, Gypsy Danger now lands. It's back. It's getting like beefed back up because they know there's going to be another attack imminent. So, at this point, Charlie Day and his other buddy, Oily Scientist Man... Yeah, they uh, have a fresh kaiju brain. Right. Uh, or so they think. Right, because right. they go into the corpse of the kaiju, and Charlie Day's like, man, this is taking a real long time. What's taking them so long? Uh, and fucking Ron Perlman's like, don't worry about it. I'm Ron Perlman. It's gonna be fine. And it's because they wear Good floppy oxygen suits that yeah. can't move fast. Well, when they get inside the body, they notice that the brain is damaged. Uh, and then they hear a rumbling, and this mama's got a baby. Oh, shit. And a baby kaiju jumps out and rolls around. It's Ron so Perlman cute. is hilariously the first person to realize what is happening, explains it to no one, and Just immediately run. starts running. Yeah. Uh, everyone runs away. The baby eventually... Uh, Gets tangled in its own umbilical cord and chokes itself to death. Right. Yeah. And then Ron, right in front of Charlie oh, Day, God. Ron Perlman gets up, like appears out of nowhere, and goes, 
I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, you did. Yeah, see, the brain, the lungs aren't developed on this guy, and I saw it tangled in its umbilical cord. Just one look is all I needed for that. I knew it was going to be then no... Then throws his butterfly knife into the snout of this baby. To, like, yep. prove that it's dead. And he's like, yeah, see, everything's fine. And the baby immediately eats him! Yeah. It pulls a fucking uh, deep blue sea and just, like, swallows <laughs> oh, him up. eats him. Uh, and then dies, because, as we all know, Perlman's are poisonous. Yeah, extremely. Right, exactly. Right, if they're not prepared correctly. It's like yes. fugu. Right. If your cat gets into your Ron Perlman, you need to call a vet immediately. That's correct. Because the toxicity level is unacceptable. Very high. High. Also, if you're having a baby, it's recommended you get all Perlmans out of the house for fear of spreading toxoplasma. Exactly. Or put one of those yuck stickers on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, I know if you knew this, but when you go to the hospital and they have the things that are on a scale of 1 to 10, how much pain you're in, the 10 is Ron Perlman. It's yeah. How'd you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? That's pretty great, right? Yeah, and if your pain is able to get the needle to go all the way to Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman will appear. That's right. Yeah. And give you morphine. <laughs> In the form of a punch to the chest. <laughs> and chaps for your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Metal alligator skin chaps. Yeah. So Ron Perlman is eaten, but his single shoe remains. That's yes. right. Uh, now, Charlie Day and Oily Scientist Guy are going to, they're going to directly patch right into this baby kaiju brain yeah. uh, jam the big hook in there and they drift with these complete yeah, kaiju. they realize that if the two of them drift together they can withstand the like the process right. of linking with it like the Jaeger pilots do with their Jaeger. Right. right. So now at this point uh, the final said, assault yeah. the final assault on the breach is about to occur. During the uh, previous attack the, the main uh, pilot of the Australian uh, striker Jaeger, which is Hercules Hansen, uh, breaks his arm so he could, he can't pilot. So Stacker Pentecost has to pilot it with the guy's kid. And we find out at this point that Stacker Pentecost is the only other human being besides Raleigh Beckett, who has piloted a Jaeger solo. Uh, and because yeah, he, he was, it turns out he was the one that had saved Mako from the kaiju yeah. in her right. flashback. And he was also one of the first Jaeger pilots. Right. And uh, they didn't know about ra- like radiation shielding and all that stuff. And so now he's got uh, a very aggressive form of cancer. And if he ever steps into another Jaeger again, he will probably die. And he, you see him throughout the whole movie like popping pills and he's got nosebleeds. Yeah, he's got nosebleeds. And, and so at this yeah. point, like he's going like final sacrifices. Yeah, so he suits up to Jaeger it up and he but not before giving his very own Independence Day speech. Yeah. That's right. Where he threatens to cancel that apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He doesn't threaten to. He says they are doing yeah. it. That's his plan of action. Yeah. It's a great moment. <laughs> it's pretty it's fantastic. Highly questionable at best. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Gypsy Danger and Stryka go out into the ocean and they're going to uh, fight some kaiju. Now, there are two giant kaiju that have just been hanging out around the breach. Yeah. They're just yeah, running defense. There. Right. Uh, so, they go down in the water and they're going to go down there. Uh, to fight. Now, at this point, Charlie Day and Oily Guy, uh, they finish drifting with the baby kaiju and they find out that you can't get through the breach unless you are a kaiju. It needs to read the genetic material, as they say, like a barcode at the supermarket. So they rush back in a, I assume, taxpayer-funded helicopter. Of course. uh, To get back No, this is all, remember, the taxpayer funding has been cut. This is all (laughs) black market kaiju parts money. He said they had eight months left. 
That was seven months ago. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Oh, uh, shit. So, yeah, so they get back there and they're like, oh, it's not going to work. You have to, like, ride a kaiju body down the hole. So, like, they get down there and it's a big underground fight. And just when, underwater. like, under, yeah, underwater's underground. Yeah, there is water at the bottom of the ocean. Right. Under the water. Carry the water. Remove the water. Remove, 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 remove the water. Remove, remove. And the days go by. Let the water hold me down. Under the blue again. There is water underground. Oh, you're right. There is water underground. Yeah, okay, see? Cool. Yeah, we nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, David Byrne, for teaching us yet again. <laughs> what a wonderful companion song to that They Might Be Giant song about the sun. Yeah, good one. So, uh, right when they uh, are about to like get to the breach... The largest kaiju they've ever come across. The very first category five kaiju appears. It is a giant dragon-like kaiju. Uh, John, would you like to? Yeah. Explain? So when uh, Guillermo del Toro was originally going to direct the Hobbit movies as a pair of movies and not a trilogy, uh, although I would say structurally speaking, a trilogy was not the worst idea about that movie. Every other creative decision was, including not having Guillermo del Toro write and direct. I mean, to be fair, he did quit. Well, he quit because MGM was embroiled in legal battles, and it was like, well, I can either, like, the time frame got screwed up. He essentially didn't do the Hobbit movie because he had to start production on Pacific Rim. So he took his uh, production sketch that he was going to use for Smaug the Dragon and used it as this final kaiju. And god damn it, it's fucking weird and great and dumb and awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And this final fight is pretty awesome. Uh, they get down there. Gypsy Danger is meant to run interference for Stryka to get down there and throw the bomb into the breach. Uh, they do get the word in that they can't go down there without riding a kaiju in. So great, no problem. Uh, there's a big like snake one that's slimming around. Yeah, so they slice it in goddamn half yeah, as it, it charges them, so they whip out the big sword, just kind of duck down and gut it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gypsy Danger does uh, lose an arm and most of a leg, and most of a in, leg a, yeah. in, in a fight with the yeah. other kaiju. Meanwhile, Striker uh, is just like fucked up. Uh, yeah, the kaiju is clearly not going to make it. It does take its like two short knife hands and shove them into the armpits of the big kaiju, yeah. which I liked a lot. Yeah, and it's just like fucking Wolverine hammering it. Yeah, right. Uh, but like, yeah, it's clear bad. that Stryka is not going to make it. That kaiju is too badly water. damaged. Uh, so Idris Elba makes the call that they are going to detonate the payload as a way to distract the kaiju so that Gypsy Danger can overheat its own nuclear core and use that as the new payload. Right, the right. new nuke. So they nuke... I love this effect. It's they, so fucking cool. They fucking nuke these two kaiju that are racing at it. It explodes. The water of the ocean flies into the air, and you see Gypsy Danger on... In essence, dry, dry ground, yeah. and like a couple of fucking dolphins and fish, fish flop and down. stuff are falling, and then the, yeah. water, and the water drops out after in. it. And just yeah. Yeah. it's really badass. That's nice. Uh, yeah. And then Gypsy Danger now, uh, it's like limping towards the breach with the corpse of one of these kaiju. Right. And just before it gets there, the main smog kaiju again just rears up and just won't fucking die. And it's like all bleeding all over the yeah. place. Yeah, well it Gypsy just like had enough. Yeah. So they activate its fucking rockets in the back and it rocket jumps, pushes a sword through its goddamn back and then just 
hug, bear hugs it down into the pit. Yeah. Uh, where they proceed to fly through a bunch of duodenums. Right. Uh, yeah. Into uh, abyss land or something? Yeah. They go into, they drop into the dimension that the kaiju are from, which is this incomprehensible... Like impossible, impossible geometry. There's a giant eye in the background. Yeah, it's almost like their dimension itself is a uh, the most giant kaiju, and they live inside it. Yeah, Yeah. like Jonah's, like the whale, Jonah and the whale. Yeah, or Uh, or for you plebes out there, Pinocchio and the whale. Whoa, whoa, (laughs) whatever. Pinocchio sucks. Come at me. It's true. He does suck. All versions of it suck. Yeah. (laughs) Except I'll go to bat for the Pinocchio in Fables. Fables, Pinocchio. Sure. Right, yeah. Uh, I also think at one point Alan Cumming played Pinocchio, and I'll bet that's weird and stupid. I hope that's not true. (laughs) I know, uh, what's his name? The the little Italian guy. Life is beautiful guy. Paul Giamatti? No. (laughs) Roberto Bellini. Paul Giamatti, my best friend, Roberto Bellini. He played the Pinocchio. I'm gonna go now. I gotta go back to my pizza pie. They were also the stars of Mario Brothers. Oh, bye. Uh, I would pay a lot of money to see uh, Roberto Bernini play like Waluigi in a movie. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Uh, so, anyways, anyway. <laughs> uh, they, he rides this body down a bunch of buttholes into this. Yeah, it's a bucket. series of sphincters. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Mister Captain Mister America starts overloading the the core to overheat and explode. Yeah, yeah. Mako's uh, oxygen is down. He shoots her off into a escape pod. Escape. Yeah, he's back through the rage. escape pod, uh, and he's just like, yeah, he has to manually turn on the overload and then blow up. Gypsy Ninja so then he flies up there's a bunch of like the main aliens the the masters who create the kaiju who look just like a cross they look like a cross between the aliens from Independence Day and the tooth fairies from Hellboy 2 the right, Golden yeah. Army and in another scene a little bit stolen from Independence Day you see the aliens like open their eyes and be like oh shit <laughs> as Gypsy Danger strikes a creed like Christ pose yeah, right. just before it explodes yeah thanks proving, robot Jesus once again that technology is our salvation (laughs) not religion yeah Uh, and yeah and just nukes the breach Uh, this causes the breach to collapse in on itself and the breach goes away Uh, Mako pops up in the ocean the other escape pod pops up in the ocean oh no the American guy is dead except that no Mako hugged him tight enough that he's he's back to life again right then, like, 50 helicopters and, yeah. show up to, to pick yeah. them up. They An get obscene their, quantity of helicopters are flown out to rescue they, these two pods. they have to get their helicopter escort and their honor guard. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, then, 50 helicopter salute. <laughs> He's a grand old flag. He's a big old dumb flag. I don't know how the song goes. Um... And that's the end of the movie. And that yeah, is that's it. well, that's not the end of the movie. There's a little bit of credits, and yeah. then this fucking ruined my best kill. By the way, there's yeah. a sweet, sweet, I'm still little, salty about a it. sweet little credit cookie that shows up. That credit shows cookie. the 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 baby kaiju dead body hanging there, and then you see the knife. The golden knife of Hannibal Chow slice through, and he slimes his way out and goes. Now where the hell is my goddamn shoe? Credits. Yeah. 
hip hop remix of the Pacific Rim theme. That's how it happens. And that is the end of the movie. Uh, I, have you you've seen this movie before? Yeah, right? I just you, forgot that that oh, okay. stinger was in it. Oh, that's a bummer. Right. All right, well, John, maybe this will make you feel better. Yeah, better. Bullet points. Oh no! Pew pew. pew. Bullet points. First bullet point. Body count. Body counts. Shit. Patrick would be like a huge number. Patrick, what do you or think? Or a shockingly small number. One of those two. Patrick, what do you think the body count of Pacific Rim is? Ten million. Whoa, that's a that's a large number. John, yeah. what do you think the uh, body count of Pacific Rim is? I am gonna go for fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. All right, that is a uh, much better choice. Uh, I'm certainly not just looking this up right now. No, please. Uh, um, I need you to Monday morning quarterback our decisions. Of course. The answer is... That's not work. That's just for Hong Kong. Uh, oh, no. Uh, it's more than 41. Let's say John wins. <laughs> Couldn't find it right away. Didn't want to pause recording. John was a success. I did it. That's twice oh, in a row, baby. Okay, all right. That's three times in a row, man. Wow, this guy's You're on a streak. That's what they call him, the streak. Well, Ray Stevens does. Yeah, that's Only. true. Yeah. I, um, I insist that Eddie Murphy calls me Blue Streak. Oh, great. Ooh. But wow. he has also stopped returning my calls. So I'm not It's surprised. for the best. Yeah. I'm actually a little surprised Ray Stevens is still returning your calls. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, and that takes us to our <laughs> Ray Stevens references for all the, <laughs> for all the young kids out yeah, there. Right. Takes us to our next bullet point: best kill. Best kill. John, best kill. Well, my actual best kill is disqualified since Ron Perlman actually survives getting eaten by the baby kaiju. Valid. Uh, so I'm going to go for the death of the um, uh, the Russian Jaeger crew. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is yeah. brutal because That's not only vicious. does the kaiju know enough to hold it down in the ocean to drown the pilots, but it holds it down in the ocean until the pilots drowned and the Jaeger explodes. Yeah, it like, crushes its like heart. Basically yeah. underwater. It's yeah. real rough and great. It's, it's pretty awesome. Patrick, best kill. I'm gonna go with the kaiju that makes the mistake of flying slightly too high at uh, Gypsy Danger and gets completely gutted, stem yeah. to stern, like Shakespeare style. Cleft in twain. Oof. That's it's fantastic. pretty awesome. Also, the kaiju's blood is like like neon blue. Paint. Yeah, and it's weird and murky. Yeah, I like well, it. Well, and they make a point in the uh, the like opening exposition dump that the blood causes some kind of like essentially a, like a Gulf War syndrome. Like it causes just a general illness. That yeah, right. Quite they call it kaiju blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark, best kill, uh, guys. I am gonna have to go uh, with the death. Of Raleigh's brother Yancey because he just ripped the fuck out yeah, of that thing. Yeah, it's the beginning of the movie, and you're like, "These are these two brothers, and they're the best of what they do." It's just it called so Two awesome. Brothers, and you don't want to hear about it here. But there's a meteor, and they got to ride in their van. So this this kaiju rips off its arm. They're already not doing great. Then it just sticks its fist through its head, and his brother turns and goes, "Hey." 
Just want you to know, rip, throw, gone forever. Gone. His body is probably still hurtling through space. Yeah, bumps into the body of that other kaiju. Yeah. They high five. <laughs> <laughs> the giant cosmic baby gives him a thumbs up. And then the corpse of the nuclear man on the moon is like, <laughs> what about me? It's like, no one cares about you, Superman for a quest for peace. Moving on. And Ozzy Mendez says, I did it 30 minutes ago. <laughs> mm. All right, so moving on to our next bullet point, war crimes. (laughs) War crimes. We clearly did not take a break between segments. Nope. Patrick, war crimes. Uh, Building a giant wall out of concrete when these things clearly bust through heavily metaled, heavily armed other robots all the time. Like, if your giant robots are getting torn apart, what's your big concrete wall going to do? Good point. That's strong. Uh, John, war crime. Uh, Yeah, great question. (laughs) (laughs) He said, war crime. Mark, Mark. Mark, war crime. Uh, I'll tell you what my war crime is. uh, That there aren't any more Arby's around. Guys, it's a secret favorite mall restaurant. No one knew it was going to happen. Fucking Arby's is so great. And I just love it so much. They do have the meats. They have all the meats. Yeah, that's that's right. right. Uh, So that's my war crime. Not enough Arby's in Pacific Rim. (laughs) Or just the world in general. Oh my god. That movie could have used a lot of cheese Everybody, Everybody, I need to get my message out to the people. McDonald's, if you're listening, and I know that you are, your next Happy Meal campaign, if you want it to be a rousing success, each individual Happy Meal toy is but a part of a giant Jaeger toy. (laughs) Make it happen. Make it happen. I second this idea. This right? is amazing. Oh, I want this so much right God. now. Yeah, but eight-year-old me remembers how I would totally end up with like nine right arms. <laughs> and be so fucking pissed. But eight-year-old you did not have access to Reddit and eBay Ooh, where you could easily unload true. your surplus. That's true. To get yeah. the parts that are in deficit. Modern modern technology would allow me to defeat all of my childhood foes. Yeah, yeah. buddy. Mm. You finally would have gotten all the little Muppet baby toys. Right. It's like Instead of I... just a bunch of Kermits. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that takes us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Mark, is this an action movie? Goddamn right it is. It's got a little bit of a lull in the middle uh, while they yeah. try and figure out... Uh, what can you do when giant robots and giant monsters aren't fighting? Turns out, not much. Yeah, don't do uh, it. Don't do it. Whatever yeah, it is, don't, don't do, do it. it. But when the giant robots and the giant monsters are fighting, goddammit, it is glorious. Uh, yeah. Yes, 100%, this is an action movie, and a great one at that. John, is this an action movie? This is the best action movie that they could ever have made out of the sketches on the part of my English ninth grade notebook in high school. This is every stupid idea I had for like wouldn't it be cool if like I don't know anime fought Godzilla and it turns out yeah it is cool that's absolutely true it's real cool 
Patrick, is this an action movie? It's definitely the most I've ever been entertained by something that is entirely purely CG. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's borderline an animated film. It practically so, is, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Well, final reviews for Pacific Rim. John? Uh, I give it eight Ron Perlman shoes. Patrick? Oh, man, those are just great shoes. They're so good. Oh, that was my review. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Mark, final review of Pacific Rim. Uh, I give it one a rocket elbow punch out of one rocket elbow punch. Right? Are you kidding me? Come on. Pacific Rim, top of the pops. I love that <laughs> shit. Uh, all right, well, that is the end of this particular episode of Body Counts and Beer. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Brown. I am John Rooney. And now we will thundercloud formation out of here. Woo! With wee, 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 Speak for yourself. I got a dope three-point shot. No? Yeah, nice. Uh, I'm solid on the fundamentals. I I don't believe that for a second. (laughs) I believe Mark has a three-point shot, but you, not a fucking chance. Patrick, Patrick, what you missed was that was code for, I'm white. (laughs) That was code for, I got one skill, trying. (laughs) My skill is when I get the ball, I sometimes remember not to double dribble. (laughs) Fantastic. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Get out of my house. This isn't this even is, your house. This is my house. I'm talking right. to the listeners. You guys. Oh, God. It's still not your house. The though. listener is in the house. <laughs> the podcast is coming from within the house. Oh, my God. The train was the killer the whole time. <laughs> now, come on. We have to go back to the Transformers planet. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Fucking Beast Wars. <laughs> Pacific Rim. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick, the Shape of Water Bromley, John, Hellboy 2, the Golden Army Rooney, and Mark, Kronos Rosendahl. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a rating or review. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.